Hey everyone, welcome to Rob's Funk and Junk episode. Uh, what episode are we on now? I'm just looking. We are on episode 20. Hang on. I think I'm on episode 23. I'm going to stop saying what. Uh, yeah, episode 23. How are you all out there? What's happening? What's going on? Um, how's your week been? Uh, Hope you enjoyed the last episode where I was talking all things QC, um, quad cortex. It, it's uh, what day is it today? It's Tuesday, the twenty eighth of March. We're nearly through, nearly through March, almost in April. I think spring's threatening to arrive. Um, what time is it? It's uh, nine twenty four in the evening. I'm sitting here um, in my studio, kind of. Um, trying to sort of inspire myself to play guitar a bit. I've uh, I've had a bit of a week, a bit of a, a bit of a sort of dead, nothing nothingy week, nothing much to report. Um, well, definitely not much to report music wise. There's not been much happening. Um, uh, other stuff wise, there's been plenty of stuff happening, but um, music wise, not much going on. Um, I did. Uh, I was in. I was involved in a little car crash last week, a little car accident. So um, I was on my way to a gig um, in Oxford, and uh, I had a friend of mine in the car with me, and I was involved in a in a five car. wasn't a major crash. I'm make, I'm making it sound like it's worse than it was, but I was involved in a a five car little. Um, oh, my wife is just appearing. Rachel is appearing <laughs> with <laughs> a little glass of whiskey. Thanks, darling. You're welcome. Thank you. Cheers, everyone. Just the end of a day and a little bit of uh, Irish whiskey. Cheers, all. Mm. Um. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. So <coughs> I was involved in a little car crash. Um. I was stationary and uh, someone went into the back of me. So there was basically, I was stuck in a traffic jam and then someone went went into the back of me, um, pushing me into two cars in front and then someone went into the back of him. So that was, uh, yeah, it was five cars. I was the car in the middle. My car was written off. Um, So I had the... Delightful pleasure of, um, well, my my other half helped me out. Um, I had the uh, I had to get to my gig in Oxford, get the gear in, all that kind of stuff, sound check, and then go back to the car, which was a bit of a, a trek away from where the venue was, and um, and then sort out getting the car recovered, uh, going in to do the gig. And then uh, I had a, a taxi pick me up after the gig. So I, I had to get the car picked up because I couldn't drive it anymore. But everyone was okay. No one was hurt. Um, but it's just one of those things that is kind of just... Kind of taken all the sort of uh, inspiration out of me uh, for playing. You know, I, I don't know whether anyone else gets that like a... 
where you just don't feel particularly inspired to play. Um, I have it from time to time where I just, uh, I pick up the guitar to work, but I don't sit around and play as much as I normally do. Um, So that's been what this week has been. And uh, I kind of, I kind of uh, think about this and think, what what's going on? Why am I not feeling like playing? And, um, but there's really nothing I can do. You know, I, I you know, I, I I go on with my sessions, but I don't feel particularly inspired to uh, sit and practice or sit and work on things. Um, I'm trying to finish off a couple of tunes at the moment, so. Um, so it's probably to do with that and, you know, when you've got other things going on, um, I don't know if anyone else has that out there where, where you just don't feel like playing the guitar or you don't feel like listening to music that much. Um, you're just getting on with other bits and pieces. Um, sorry for me, you know, just noodling. I've got a guitar in my, if anyone who's listening to this on the, uh, on the podcast, I've got a, I've got a guitar my hand yeah so I'm um, I've kind of uh, been spending a lot of time coming into the studio I've had a few sessions to do but I come and sit in here and uh I've actually been watching quite a lot of YouTube videos this week, um, checking out some of uh, John Cordy's stuff. Um, he is very inspiring to listen to play and um, sort of talking about, uh, you know, he, he talks a lot about modelers and stuff like that, which I am I am interested in. Um, I've got a feeling there's something new about to come out. Um with the uh, the Nam show, I'm w- I'm wondering what's going to happen. Um, I've got a feeling, pe- you know, companies like Kemper and Fractal are going to come out with new bits of k- kit um, at the upcoming Nam show. I think they're going to release a few things. I think the uh, the modelling technology is going to move forward. The modelling and capturing te- technology is going to move forward somewhat. So um, I'm interested in that. Um, just to see what's going to happen there, really, you know, see how it's going to go forward. I'm open. I'm always open to new things. Um, and if something was to come along that was amazing, I'll, I'll give it a look at, you know, I'll have a look at it. Another thing that's happened is I've, I've had my Princeton reverb repaired. So I, uh, I did a session with that the other day and it sounds super, super great. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm just in a bit of a bit of a funk, really. Just a bit lost with what to play, <laughs> what to listen to. Um, and I'll, you know, I have this from time to time where I just don't feel like playing that much. And I just sort of see it through and carry on. Um, and then next week it'll be fine, you know. I've got a gig coming up. Um, on Thursday, I'm off to Spain on Thursday. I've got a gig in Madrid on Thursday night and then another gig on Saturday. 
and I'll be fine. I'll be back in the swing of things. But you know, when you know when you've got other stuff going on in in your life, and there's some other you know a few little obstacles thrown at you, you kind of it can throw you off a little bit sometimes. Um, one thing that I did, you know, I've been going to the gym quite a bit. So one thing that I've been, you know, as I said, I've been watching quite a lot of YouTube things and listening to some things when I've been in the gym and out on dog walks was a great, if you get a chance to see it, I think, I don't know whether I mentioned it last time. I can't remember, but um, there's a lot of information in it. So maybe it's worth another mention, but it's Tom Bukovac's homeschooling where he's hanging out with Dan Huff, um, the amazing, let take my glasses off, um, the amazing Dan Huff. And he's kind of, uh, what they're doing is they're talking about sessions and in particular, you know, how they met and, you know, a little bit of the history of things, of how they, you know, their their work together. But then they go through and start playing some of their favourite tracks and talking about their favourite sort of most inspiring guitar sounds. Um and one thing that's, you know, that, that is really, I find, great compared to a lot of other stuff that's out here on, on on YouTube these days and on Instagram is most of what they're talking about is not necessarily about any kind of chops, nothing to do with chops. They're mostly talking about the sound and the intention of... Uh, of the parts that are being played on some of their favorite records. Um, and, you know, they're, they're sort of, you know, Tom Bukovac or uncle Larry, as he calls himself, he's got a really amazing in-depth knowledge of, uh, what potentially, what was used on the certain tracks that he's uh, that he's talking about so he knows the amps and the guitars that were used on tracks and i find that stuff amazing to listen to really really inspirational you know he talks about how much space the guitar is taking up in a track and uh how much you know what what it's doing compared to the drums and the bass you know the the, the sort of how how small the drums are in a track which means that the guitar has more space um and it's not necessarily how quiet the drums are, it's how small they are, how how sort of middly the drums are or tight. Um, but yeah, it's definitely well worth a watch. If you can see that episode, it's fantastic. And I'm, I'm, uh, there's never a video I watch of, um, of un- Uncle Larry that I'm not, I'm not completely hooked with. And, uh, he plays just, he just plays so well. But one thing I did find it interesting was, you know, talking to Dan Huff, he was um, he was saying that he's not really that knowledgeable about guitar sounds, which I find really strange because Dan Huff is a a legend legendary um, session guy, but also um, an amazing producer. So to know that to hear that Dan Huff says he's he's kind of not sure about getting guitar sounds, which I, I find very hard to believe, but. Um, but it just goes to show that these guys are kind of finding their way all the time, you know, and that's quite, you know, it's quite encouraging to know because I'm the same. I'm completely the same. I'm kind of finding my way all the time with guitar sounds. And, um, yeah, so definitely check that out. 
Um, um, what else have I been checking out this week? Um, listen to a great um, interview with a uh, with Mick Taylor from That Pedal Show. That was really good. I think it was called... I, I'm not sure of the podcast that it was on, but it was a podcast. So it was Mick talking about basically the work that him and Dan Steinhardt are doing... Um, Dan I've known for quite some time and he's a he's an amazing guy very very intelligent amazing guy you know he created the gig rig um, and he really knows his stuff but you know I listen with interest because obviously they're you know they've got a massively um, successful uh, YouTube channel with that pedal show TPS um, and you know I was really interested to hear the growth of that channel that that you know, that whole thing is a massive thing now. So I was really interested to hear them talking about that and how it has developed and how they started and how timid they were. And, you know, I can completely relate to that because I'm just starting out on this. Um, and whatever this is, whatever this channel is, um, I'm not quite tipsy yet, but I might be in a minute. I'm all right. Um, but it was great, you know, because he was talking about the mindset of starting out, <laughs> and um, obviously you're when you're sort of doing this. Um, my wife is coming in. The dogs are coming in. Hello, you two. Hello. I've just been joined by two. Oh, three dogs. They're all in here. Kenny's making another appearance. Here he is. Hey, Kenny. Can say hello. Hello, 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 Kenny boy. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, they're all in here. Um, yeah, we're talking about the how when he started out, you know, they they went back and watched some of their early chan early stuff and realised how timid they were and and what are you allowed to say and how do you become natural in front of a camera um, and the mindset and how long it took for them to be relaxed and comfortable. And I think they do an amazing job. You know, this is, this is the thing. It is, and what is, you know, listening to it. Um, I was listening to it while mowing my lawns the other day. Yeah. Rock and roll mowing the lawns. Um, but I, I was kind of listening to it with realizing that how much what I do and what m most musicians, how different it's become in the last couple of years, how we all have had to sort of really um, diversify in, in how we, in the things we do as players, as guitar players or any other player, drummer, keyboard player, bass player, singer, whatever. You've got to wear a load of different hats now. Um, so that means, you know, you're not just playing, you're not just doing, you're not just playing guitar anymore, you know, you're not just creating or coming up with guitar parts or that kind of stuff. You have to think more, you know, you're doing, you know, you've got a channel, you've got a podcast, you've got a guitar course that you're teaching, 
you're doing sessions, you've got to think about your Instagram and whether how much you want to invest in the time for that kind of stuff. And it's weird, you know, if you think about it, it's a weird thing. You basically, it's almost like that that saying of, uh, you know, if a tree falls down in the in a forest, if there's no one there, does it make a noise? You know, that thing. It's the, if I'm not posting on social media of some in some way, um, is anything I'm doing kind of relevant? And it's, you do, you you know, I definitely do struggle with that all the time. It's like, how much do I post? What do I say? What is it I'm doing? Why am I posting? What am I comfortable with posting? Um, and I'm not sure whether you need to. I don't know. I mean, there's some, there's plenty of other people out there who, who have got really successful careers without posting anything on social media. But I definitely do know that whenever I post something on social media, it always links to something. So it's almost like the social media is like a business card of some kind. You know, it's like it's like a, a way of being under people's noses. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a strange thing to think about. But, you know, hearing Mick talking about this the other day, you know, he, he obviously came, you know, he's, he's, he's a fine player. Mick Taylor, I'm talking about. He's a fine player, but he came from a, um, a journalist background. I think he used to write for Guitar Magazine, Guitarist Magazine. Um, uh, and then he sort of, I think, probably realised that, I don't know whether that, I mean, that's definitely still going, but I think he probably realised the, uh, the, the uh the growth in this side of stuff youtube instagram you know um and we all seem to be having to do it you know when when i see someone like tom bukovac having to do it not having to do it he's doing it but he does it in such a cool way you know just the way he puts his camera his phone in front of him and just plays it's incredible you know um you're getting the real the real player there you know he's he's amazing but for him to be doing that, there must be a need for him to do that to sort of reach reach a, a wider audience, and I think that's what this is. This is what this gives you. But um, it's the wild it's the wild west out there with this kind of stuff. I think so. That is uh, something that I think about a lot. How much am I? How much time I do I invest in it? How much time um, do I? Do I think about it? Um, you know, even like this podcast. I mean, um, I'm kind of doing it. I really enjoy it. But I'm kind of, sometimes I, I doubt, you know, you go, what am I doing it for? What's it about? Um, and I come to the conclusion, you know, I'm doing it because I actually quite enjoy it. It's quite you know, it's a way for me to just either have a rant or a chat. You know, I don't, I know, you know, I kind of look at my numbers. I'm trying not to look at the numbers of who listens to it, but you, you do go, well, what's, what's the point of this? What am I doing it for? Um, and I'm probably still sort of uh, finding my way and, and um, seeing how it goes. Uh, I've got no intention of stopping doing it, but you do, you, you question what's this for who am i doing this is this kind of an ego thing am i doing it so people say they like me or anything like that but i don't think it's that 
it's i think it's just the way of of uh for me i suppose it's connecting with people actually i think that's what it is it's connecting it's not like you're releasing a piece of music every week or every month you're just sort of connecting with people and if anyone's listening to it and they take any kind of enjoyment out of it at all which i hope they do um then it's worthwhile doing and uh i kind of i think that's the thing whenever i have any self-doubt about it god i'm getting fucking deep today um <laughs> whenever i have any self-doubt about it i'm trying to sort of say well actually someone might enjoy this um they might just enjoy me rambling on for half an hour and uh and i do notice that when i've stopped doing it i get the odd message saying is everything okay you know i've missed your podcast so i'll keep doing it as long as people are liking it um yeah i think uh i'm i'm very i'm very uh i'm feeling very introspective if that's the word at the moment uh i've just had one of those weeks where it's been uh a bit of a, a bit of a weird week i don't know why don't know why um but yeah i'm good don't worry everything's fine um i did have a few uh, let me just check i think i had some emails let me just check and put the old the old bins on um what have i got in the old email email bin um rob's funk and junk email uh right uh i've had some people actually message about the boom and twang workshops which is great um i've sent anyone who sent me an email i've sent out a uh um a a pack an information pack so yeah that's going really well we've got a load of people that have come forward and they, they want to join us paul turner and i on on our um uh weekend retreat um so yeah there's information packs out in the in the emails to you. I'm just going to have a sip of my whiskey. Cheers all. So, I've got <coughs> one email. So, I've had quite a few emails in about the um, Boom and Twang course. Um, someone from the Ukraine, I've just looked at the email address. Um so I've had an email saying, hi, Rob, my name is uh, Andre. I like your content. It's inspiring and helpful with guitarists like me. What, what, in your opinion, is the most versatile electric guitar that you own or in general for rock, funk, pop music? Thank you. Um, oh, that's a tough one. Um, I would say that's a really tough question to answer. So I use this, I'm using this one a lot at the moment. I think the most versatile for me is the one that I feel I can get the sound out of. I mean, um, what makes me play relaxed playing, you know, um, what feels comfortable to play so I, I spend a lot of time with this one um this dgt this prs dgt yeah i play this one quite a lot because i get with the pickup selections 
and the coil tap on it. It's got so many variations of sounds that I can get kind of... kind of harsh thin sounds with the coil tap in the bridge position um, and then I can go to the middle position with the coil tap so it, it kind of covers the clean basses for me really covers clean stuff for me um, and then if I go to the bridge pickup That's quite, uh, it's pushing it a little bit there. But it warms up really nicely. So that's what I'm looking for in a versatility of a guitar, you know. Um, if you if you kind of go, if you, if you remove yourself from Strat, Tele, Les Paul, 335, Jazzbox, if you remove yourself from those kind of things, this isn't going to do any of those. Right, it's not going to do any of those, but it can get me in the ballpark of a few of those things. So, um, if I was to take one guitar, I mean, I never take one guitar to a session. I always take two or three, um, just to cover. Well, there's a there's a a mentality in that. Um, taking a couple of guitars, kind of two or three or four or five it gives the producer or artist confidence that you've got enough stuff to cover loads of different sounds um but what might happen on a session is i might only end up playing one of them for most of the time so i tend to cover the basses with as many sounds as i can but if i'm doing a gig so you know like the other day i did a gig on this guitar um and it did everything, you know. I'm playing. It was a, it was like a, uh, a, a top forty covers gig, and I was doing pop stuff, rock stuff, um, a little bit of Latin stuff on it, and it covers everything. I can do everything on it. Um, but I would say that's the same of any guitar that I have. I could do the same. I could get the same kind of thing out of a Strat. I could make it work. Same on a Tele. And I think it's your ear that needs to be versatile and your playing style that needs to be versatile. So you can kind of coax those sounds out of any instrument. You know, I think that's what I would say. Um, having lots of guitars isn't as important as, I mean, I'm saying that <laughs> I've got a lot of guitars, but it's not as important as we think it is. You know, I've got a lot of guitars, but... These things, I use them all the time, but I don't use them every session. I use them very, very kind of occasionally on different things. And that's only when I'm not getting what I need out of one thing. So what I tend to do is I tend to pick up a guitar and try it out on something. And if it's not working, I'll, I'll try a few different options on it with switching and stuff like that. If it's not working, I'll switch to another guitar. And then so on until I find the one that fits and, and sounds right and feels right for the part that I'm trying to work on. So I don't necessarily just go for one guitar. Um, but I could, if I was stuck, do it on one guitar, if that, if you know what I mean. Um, so 
that's a very very long answer to your question andre on andre andre um but yeah i think see how much you can get out of one guitar before you start thinking about buying loads of others because i've got how many strats have i got there one two three four four strats i have four strats and they all sound different they're not the same but i can get by with any one of them um i've got a couple of prs's there that they you know they, they do sound different from each other but i can get by with either either of those um i've got a lot of guitars but don't tell my wife but i probably don't need all of them to do the work i do but I, it's nice to have them around and some of them are very different from each other so i don't think there's one such thing in this type of job if i'm doing a gig i take two guitars usually um one to do the gig with and another one for a backup most of the time i've got a double a double mono gig bag um and i take one as a backup just in case i snap a string and that's usually something that's very similar to the one i've already got so i wouldn't take a strat and then a telly as the backup i'd take a strat and then another strat style guitar um so for example the other day i did this gig i did the gig i did a gig with this guitar the dgt and then I had the Fiore as the backup. Um, and then on another night, just because I want to do something different, I might take the Fiore and use that as the main guitar and have this as the backup. And more often than not, I never use the backup. It's just there, just in case. So um, that's a long, a very long answer to your question. Um, but yeah, that's what it is. Um, <coughs> so... Uh, what else have I got? Sorry if I'm, I feel a bit, uh, yeah, if, if this is a bit of a flat podcast for you all. Um, I've just had a bit of a, a quiet guitar week, although it's not been a quiet guitar week. I've just been a bit, um, a bit lacklustre in the, in the music department this week. Um, what I was going to say, oh yeah, so I'm going to do my funk and junk. <laughs> um, uh, this week's funk is this very nice little glass of whiskey that I'm enjoying. This takes the edge off the day, for today anyway. Um, don't worry, I'm not a raging alcoholic. I'm just having a little a little glass of whiskey. And it is nearly 10 o'clock at night, so cheers, everybody. Um, and this week's junk is... Probably people looking at their phones when they're driving their cars, because that's probably what happened to me the other day when the guy rear-ended me <laughs> and, uh, yeah, wrote off my lovely car. Mind you, I must say, we've been given a, a really nice... Um, went through accident management, and we've been given a really nice car to uh, to drive around in while... Well, while we sort out the logistics of changing our car. But, um, yes, um, I've got a lovely... Uh, Mercedes that I'm driving around at the moment which kind of makes me want to get the same model when I get another car I, I do love a Mercedes I've always liked Mercs, I'm not massively into cars but one of my favourites is a Merc, a Mercedes um, always has been since I was a kid um, I s particularly like the old ones the old sort of 70s uh, convertible SL SLCs or whatever they're called um, I used to have one but uh, I no longer have it but um, 
yeah, they're my favourites, actually, whenever I see one of those. But yeah, this particular car I've got at the moment is very, very nice. And uh, I'm very much enjoying it. So um, I am going to wrap this up. Um, I will be back next week uh, a little bit more inspired. Um, if you can take anything from this, I guess it's just that uh, life goes on and the inspiration will come back. Um, I, I guess we can't always be super inspired all the time to play. Uh, and I think, you know, most of us have this from time to time. So uh, sorry if I've put anyone on a, on a downer. Uh, not meant to, but I hope you're all well out there. And once again, if you've got any any uh, questions or anything you want to talk about, drop me a line at robspunkandjunk at gmail.com. And I will see you next week. Thanks for watching, listening, whatever it is. Take care all. Bye.